A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the the Balance Podcast. So our guests this week, the Bosch Boys, Henry Firth and Ian Theesby. Two pals from Sheffield. You might might not have heard of Henry and Ian, but there's every chance you have heard of Bosch. Because the, the, the vegan cookbooks have been absolutely huge. And then in terms of hits, oh my God, I mean, that they, they share the stats that, that they've achieved. I mean, it's remarkable. Uh, so, the, I mean, these guys in the world of uh, food and the world of uh, influencers, these are a couple of rock stars. So it was it was really lovely to, to meet with them and, and learn more about their story. Um, I, I, I'm mindful that I've, I sometimes spoil episodes by... <laughs> by talking about what we talk about. So I'll let them, if you don't know their story, I'll let, I'll let them uh, share their story. But I, I love these guys. Two immensely likeable Sheffield pals, been mates since they were school kids, and then it's just got, I mean, see, I've done it already. Uh, and then it's just sort of mushroomed from there. So I went round to their beautiful flat. Guys, guys, if you, I sounded like my friend James Acaster there. Uh, if you saw how lovely their flat in Clapham was, then you and I would hire a studio, we'd get a camera, and we would start doing something. I've made it sound weird. Uh, we, we'd start cooking for a video because what these guys have achieved in a short space of time is remarkable. So, uh, yes, really... I, Incredibly inspiring story, and then lots of lots of great takeaway advice. I would say, if you've ever thought about becoming an influencer, or you've thought about pursuing online videos and that sort of thing, I mean, definitely check this episode out. And then, if you, but then if you're like me, who hasn't even hasn't really thought about dipping a toe in those waters because you wouldn't know how, but yet I'm absolutely blown away when you hear this sort of thing. Then this this one's for you as well. Um, yes, Henry Firth and Ian Theesby. Before we get to them, there is our weekly good news. Good news this week. Yeah, another classic example of something that sounds like really bad news, but is amazing news. Uh, a, a British teenage girl almost died uh, from a life-threatening lung infection. Now, so already you're thinking, James, this, this is never good news. Um, 
But thanks to a, a miraculous, I mean, her, her mother has described it as a miracle, uh, a miraculous breakthrough in science, um, it, it would appear that she's beaten this thing. So as you probably know, antibiotics, there's a reason why your doctor doesn't like to give anti antibiotics. It's because it would appear that the human body, um, it, it just it just doesn't work anymore. Antibiotics, I remember, remember if, you're old, if you're old like me, <laughs> if you're giving antibiotics in like the 90s, my God, it could cure. In fact, you could conquer anything. But now our bodies have, have got wise to it all, so it needs to be something new. So th this this poor girl with this lung infection had been in Great Ormond Street for around nine months, and her mother researched online and had found out about this uh, this process called phage, P H A G E, and it's where you essentially use a genetically engineered virus to combat the infection. So Great Ormond Street Hospital got in touch with uh, Professor Graham Hatful. Gosh, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, a scientist who actually collects phages uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. And yeah, it, it, it would appear that uh, everything went well. The quote from Professor Graham Hatful was that it was a brilliant outcome to add to the fact that uh, the teenager's mother had described it as a miracle. So uh, as, as one door closes with, with, with antibiotics, it would appear um, that another door hopefully seems to be opening. If, you, if you'd like to know more, Google uh, phage. Uh, there's, there's lots out there. It's, it's pretty extraordinary stuff. P-H-A-G-E, phage. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this, I mean, this, you're going to knock them boundary. The next dinner party you're at, I mean, maybe don't bring up the infection while they're serving the first course. But um, yeah, that... that that had a nice happy ending at the start classic where are you going with this but we you know we got there in the end yeah about 10 years ago that was a good one so the, and some of the stuff they've come up with the tab like in my report of people reading on what what are tablets mm. and they, they were proved right with that right stuff, yeah. yeah and and uh advertising billboards talking to you as you walk past and saying sure welcome mm. back henry how are those jeans you tried on etc yeah. well this takes us nicely into you boys yes because you're on a you're on a, a richly deserved push with your new book. Mm. Can you just say a bit for our listeners and our readers? Because uh, this promises to be another absolute banger, doesn't it? Absolutely. So I guess it's worth saying that I'm Henry. I'm in, and we're boss. boys. That was good. <laughs> you know, we've not our first time. <laughs> not our yeah, first time. we um, we cook vegan food for the world. Yes. On our Facebook channel and our YouTube channel and Instagram channel, get like millions and millions of views. And we've just put our second book, Bish Bash Bosh, out to follow up our first book, Bosh, which was a bestseller. Mm. So how how does it feel when you first started putting stuff out there and the hits start to come in? Because I imagine, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine the first couple of times it's just totally unknown, isn't it? Yeah. And then before you know it, it's just blown up. Yeah. I would say a good way to describe the first feeling that we got when we first saw saw our videos going wild on Facebook. It's just like, it's like addictive. You just like sat there refreshing, just seeing these numbers go up and up and up. And we just like, it's extremely exciting. And it's the sort of thing that like, um, just sort of fed like um, your, your need to sort of get more and more views and to make more and more content and to get as many views as humanly possible. And um, yeah, it's that, that kind of addictive um, nature of, of social media's big views has sort of propelled us to the point where we are now. It's pretty cool. Do you have to keep an eye, now I speak as someone who does have to keep an eye on that sort of addictive behavior for checking stuff. 
Do either, either of you have to keep a lid on that or are you both quite cool with it? I think Ian's on his phone way too much. <laughs> well, yeah, I think... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm too. Yeah. Definitely. If, if I'm on a holiday, my wife will say you're yeah. checking stuff too much. Well, do you know what? It's my uh, birthday soon and I'm probably going to turn my phone off. Yeah. And I've got in the habit now of every single night the phone gets plugged in outside the bedroom and it's off and it doesn't get touched until I've been to the gym in the morning typically. Mm -hmm. So I think just trying to create that distance is really important. I have to do the exact same. Mm -hmm. If I go to bed, I'll leave it in the kitchen. It makes sense. Just because I know I'll be checking things that you I shouldn't be checking. You wake up in the night and oh. then your phone's there, your instinct is to reach for your phone and yeah. then you're back in that kind of mm -hmm. mental loop. But I put that sleep timer on. Did you do that? So you're not allowed to go on your phone between the hours that you specify. So between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. for me now. I need to put mine on Good. for between the hours of 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> or just like 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, do you know what? Actually, I don't have any signal in our studio slash house. Yeah. As you can tell, because I couldn't send any emails. Mm -hmm. Which is actually <laughs> really, really handy. Yeah. Because it means I... Can't do work at home. So, I mean, I, I didn't mean to speak about this, but have you have you taken steps to cool the? Um, I think. Um, I think. Well, you have. Yeah, I suppose. If you by, think about by, your use of your phone a year ago. Yeah, yeah, my 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 use of my phone is a lot less now. Um, I think that's a good thing as well. But I think uh, just the very fact that Apple, as a phone manufacturer, have offered you the opportunity to turn on sleep timer in only in the last sort of six months is indicative of like a, a pretty wide problem. Like not just like yeah. just for me or whoever else. It's like I bet there's a whole bunch of people who are spending far too much time on their phones. Um, could you just say a bit about how this has all happened? Because it's. I mean, I know about your backgrounds, so, it's, so I know how, how you've done it, but a lot of people won't. It's pretty remarkable, really, isn't it? Yeah, so Ian and I are mates from home. Yep. We went to school together, and I remember we, you know, we were kind of in similar houses in school back in Sheffield. So we're just, you know, mates. So how long, what, what age have you known each other from? Since we were about 11, secondary school. Bloody hell. And now we're mid-30s. Yeah, 34. It's <laughs> great. 35 tomorrow. Woo. So we, Happy birthday tomorrow, thank mate. You very much. Happy birthday. So we were, we were mates then, and about six years ago, we started living together in London. We worked together as well, just by chance. And then the company that we were working for, for whatever reason, it ground to a halt. We stopped working on that, and we were both looking for something new to do. Around that time, we both went vegan. Ian was first. I thought it was ridiculous that he was cooking all these vegan meals and thinking they were good. I remember there were some pretty uh, questionable curries being cooked, <laughs> which I love to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but then we watched Cowspiracy together on the big screen. Cowspiracy, if you haven't seen it, is a film which focuses on the damaging effects of animal agriculture on the planet. And I was aghast. As someone who really cares about climate change, I was shocked to know that what I ate had such an impact on the planet. So I chose to join Ian and go vegan mm -hmm. overnight. And felt amazing. Could you say a bit about what is in Cowspiracy? The reason why I say that is, you're not the first guys I've mm. met who were not vegan, watched Cowspiracy. I mean, it's talk about the power of a, a movie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, so what sort of stuff is in there? Because I, I have a feeling that if I was to watch it, yeah. I can imagine... So I, what I don't want to do is spout loads of um, 
sure. pseudo facts. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll give you the gist. So depending on how you count it, and there are different statistics, but at least a third of all greenhouse gas emissions is down to the food that we eat. And the majority of the carbon that is coming out of um, the animal, out of the agriculture business is coming out of animal agriculture, whether it's um, methane caused by cows farting and yep. burping, yep. or whether it's uh, carbon given off as a side effect of the kind of growth process of agriculture. Essentially, a third of all the stuff that's polluting the atmosphere, causing climate change, is coming from what we eat. And a lot of that is down to meat. We then have, I think, 91% of rainforest deforestation is land that's being used for growing soybeans, most of which are being used to feed cattle. And if you think about it, like cattle are a really inefficient way for us to get our calories. They're, we're essentially feeding grain and soybeans to these animals, which will keep living for however many years. Mm. In the end, the idea is that we'll get to eat them and we like the taste of a hamburger and we get the protein. But actually the soybeans had that protein already. So we're just losing a lot and a lot of food that could be feeding the planet in the process of rearing hamburgers because mm. we prefer the taste of hamburgers. And not only is that having a really damaging effect on the planet because it's filling the atmosphere with carbon and methane, which are causing heat to be reflected back in, but also, it's meaning that it's not solving the problem of world hunger, which still exists, when we could be taking those soybeans and distributing them elsewhere to people who need more protein or need more calories. Instead, we're upcycling them through cows because we prefer the taste of hamburgers. Um, and also, water use, you know. Sure. Um, lack of water is increasingly a problem. I think Australia has just had a big drought. Yep. South Africa is in a place of drought right now. And it takes something like a thousand gallons of water to make a gallon of milk. Mm. So, um, so it's quite inefficient for us to be having cow's milk as our drink of choice. Mm. Uh, so, so all in all, you know, there are different answers to this, and you know, there are people who would argue that rice is quite intensive in terms of water as well. There's, you know, people can talk about avocados being shipped across the planet and stuff. And, you know, there are, there are truths to all of that. But I think for both Ian and myself, the plant-based diet was the most obvious thing that we could adapt in our lives to make a big, meaningful impact. Mm. And we rediscovered how easy it was. And then we set out to show the world how easy it was through our channel. Yeah. We were lucky enough to uh, to actually meet Kit Anderson, the um, director of Cowspiracy, who has also done um, What the Health, which is another really important documentary film. And we've been lucky enough to sort of stand in front of a lot of people and do a lot of talks. And we say, we, we ask people in the audience, who's seen Cowspiracy? And like, you know, 75% of the hands in the room will go up. Yeah. Um, and then we go, so do you think it's the single most important documentary film ever made? And then most people will just like look at each other like a nod in agreement. They're like, because think about it, I can't really think of another film that has sparked so much of what has become like a cultural shift. You know, it's, I, I, don't, I, I don't like to use the word movement, but it's certainly like there's definitely a swing toward a different way of thinking. And it's one of the main triggers has been that movie. So if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. I will. Um, and also, without making your heads too big, you two have played a very important role in, in 
I shouldn't use the word not, but normalising veganism because veganism, say, 10, 20 years ago was thought in a very different way, whereas you two chaps, it feels like veganism now is... Mm. Not acceptable isn't the right word, but it's, 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 it's yeah, absolutely. It would be a part-time hobby. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's certainly becoming a lot more understood, and um, people aren't as scared by it or as fearful about it because there's a lot more information online, and some of the best information about vegan food is literally just food videos, just showing people what vegan food is. Obviously, there's a lot of different layers to the word vegan, and what like a lot of different understanding as to what vegan is. But like for us, like it's all about sort of you know like a plant-based diet like all all plants mm, and and i guess social media on it on the whole has had a big impact we and we've played a large part in that absolutely we've, we've had mm. way over a billion views <laughs> you mean it's, yeah. it's that yeah. adele level isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's which is is, is it really inspiring a bill, i mean no, if you'd say way over if that. you said a million yeah. i think yeah. that's extraordinary yeah. but a billion, a billion yeah it's like I mean, yeah. some of our, I think our best performing video ever had 75 million views. Mm. Well, one video. Oh that was God. on Facebook. And, yeah. mm. But outside of us and um, social media, I would say that Veganuary also, yeah. and, and the, the genius of Matthew and Jane from Veganuary when they thought, yeah, maybe we should encourage people to try being part-time vegans in January yeah. when they're on a new you New yeah. Year, New yeah. You health kick. I think they had a really big part to play as well because actually it's the perfect fit. Yeah. January, you want to get fit, you want to sure. try something new. You you want to. You've been dr- drinking alcohol and you know just going a bit wild over December, and now January comes. You want something to dig your teeth into, and it's been really inspiring to see so many brands get on board with that. So many supermarkets get on board with that. And it, there's just so many people that have contributed to this normalizing of veganism. Mm. How does that feel to you guys? Because the feedback you guys get is a lovely thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive. Uh, In fact, like, we're blessed because I would say, like, 95%, if not more than that, like, of the the feedback that we get is overridingly positive. And a few years ago, like, um, if you were sort of somebody operating within the vegan space, you wouldn't be getting overridingly positive uh, feedback. You'd be getting a lot of negativity, a lot of hate. But I think it's just maybe our approach to um, just the vegan movement like as a whole and the way that we sort of help people make a new decision mm. um, has been really positive and that's why we sort of get this really, really nice feedback all the time. So how do you go from two mates who've gone vegan? It, where did the idea then come from to turn it into this remarkable success story? Yeah, well, we, 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 we had our different approaches at the beginning Ian was in Sheffield working on an idea for a vegan cafe and I was in London working on an idea for a vegan frozen ready meals delivery service Mm -hmm. so we were both pursuing trying to share our our newfound love with the world but I basically called Ian (laughs) I was like maybe maybe we should start with or maybe I should start with video Mm -hmm. and I called Ian and I was like dude I'm working on this thing I think you should come and join me on it. Mm. It's it's essentially a BuzzFeed Tasty, but the vegan version. Yeah. We're going to make videos and we're going to build an audience and then we're going to work out how to build something that's sustainable out of that. And he said no. Initially. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, you know what? I think I need yeah. to carry on doing my own thing. I'm, yeah. you know, getting traction here. 
and then I called him a couple more times. And Hang on a second. A this is like saying no to the Beatles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it was a little bit like that. So what, but, but your gut was telling you at the time this isn't the well, right thing. Well, like, I think also it's um, because I'd, I'd made the bold decision to sort of leave London to pursue this thing. And I'd spent a, quite a bit of time pursuing this thing in Sheffield. And uh, at that time I just started like the beginning. We were at the beginnings of some kind of like relationship with a girl up there. And um, yeah, I was like, right, in my mind, I was like, this is, this is something that I, I feel is going to be a really good thing. And opening up a cafe in Sheffield probably would, have, probably would have done quite well, because obviously the vegan movement's just kicked off in such a big way. But then when Henry was like, no, come down, I've got this idea, it did take a little bit of persuading, but eventually I came around and very much glad that I did, because it has been an incredible ride. And I, I, I feel, to be honest... Uh, the ride that we're on, like the everything that we've done to this point is just foundation building. Like we've just built the groundwork for something bigger. And I think like we, we, we have every intention of just sort of taking this thing as far as we possibly can. Please go on, because that's, I felt excited. <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, that's news to me and I was excited well, listening well, to yeah. that. I mean, like obviously you want, first and foremost, you want to build um, a plant-based video channel. We do that and it becomes the biggest one in the world. Then we want to write a cookbook. What do we want to do? We want to write a, um, a plant-based Bible. We want to write a, a book that's going to fundamentally change the way that people eat and help them make fantastic life choices. We've done that. It's now the biggest selling vegan cookbook of all time. We, um, we I feel like you're about to bust into a rap. This no. is gr- I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm no, 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 high five you. Yeah. Ah! Like, uh, and now because of this fantastic, solid foundation that we've built ourselves, we now have like... Um, like things coming to us, like uh, like opportunities arising, and now we're just um, at this place. I feel where it's like if we make the right choices and, and and sort of walk the right paths, then we can really go the distance. But again, it's not like like it, that. Maybe sounds like oh yeah, these guys are just doing it for themselves. It isn't about that. It's about like. Um, you know, it's about the movement. It's about the movement. Well, you said the word then choices, making the right choices, and I think this has been something that has been really core to Bosch from the beginning, and it's something that we remind ourselves of on at least a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, is that everything we do is geared towards helping more people eat plants, so we can ultimately spread this easygoing plant-based message to the world and do so effectively, so that we can reduce the harm we're doing to the planet. Mm-hmm. So, so we are weighing up options. You know, we've got someone we're talking to about a restaurant, and 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 like there's options to go and talk about product ranges, and and, and it all has to come down to what is going to make the biggest impact to the planet. Exactly. By helping more people to adopt more plants in their day to day lives. Mm. There's a quote by one of my favourite talk show hosts is Conan O'Brien, and he's got this. He had this quote. Uh, when you work hard and are kind, amazing things will happen. So he really believes that. Mm. So what I get off you two in waves is is passion. Mm. Can you just say a bit about the role of, of passion there? Because you're clearly fueled by the stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what privilege, right? If you think about our day-to-day lives, we get to wake up and go downstairs, decide what we want to cook, cook it on camera, and then share it with the world. Mm. I mean, it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. But ultimately, that is our job. Yeah. And you, you imagine most, you said that to most people, making a job out of that. That's, that's a pleasure. Yeah. And more importantly, we get to do that because that's our way 
to improve the world. That's our purpose. That's our mission. Mm. And I just think it's no matter how stressful it can get and how maybe we, you know, annoy each other or maybe, you know, some stuff happens with the team that we have to work on or our PR team send us all over London uh, <laughs> so that we've got five meetings in a day, each on a, diff- in a different borough, <laughs> which, by the way, happens quite regularly. <sighs> Regardless of all of that, you catch yourself moaning and then you're like, no, this is an yeah, absolute know. pleasure yeah. that I get to do this and there isn't a single thing in the world that I'd rather be doing than this. Mm. And it's, what, yeah. what a privilege to be able to say that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like, we work hard. Like, we do. All, all, like, we, work, we do work really hard. I mean, like, what, what is it now? It's, the, it's April and since the, like the beginning of this year we looked at ourselves and was like Jesus that was a busy old weird maybe we should think about like not working so goddamn hard yeah, and not like, having we'd have more holidays although yeah. I am about to have a holiday yeah but I mean it's your birthday but I'll be working been... on that holiday but like the, but, like the honest truth is like the whole of this year we've probably you could count uh, on one hand the amount of days that we've had off sure but like do we care yeah, we work every weekend yeah exactly pretty much but like it's we, we, like I say. It's uh, we're mission driven. We've got passion as our um, engine, and um, we wouldn't have it any other way. I don't feel. It's uh, it's inspiring stuff, though, isn't it? Good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how do you how do you feel with uh, with this new book? I mean, you know, when I speak to people who've got a book out, they say that you, nothing beats the feeling of the first. Well, not not just that, yeah. but actually holding, holding it. yeah, exactly that, holding it in your hands mm. and thinking. Yeah. I mean, in some instances, I know some people have thought. This is this has almost gone too far now. You know they can't believe their luck. Yeah. What's what's it like when you see that? Um, Should we try? Yeah, I mean I remember. Okay, so the first like this book, is your life right now. Yeah. Uh, so we um, we were afforded the opportunity to go over to the printing uh, warehouse in Italy for the first for the first book. And I remember like we woke up nice. We were living in Mile End at that point, and we woke up and we went to um, City Airport, and we both sat with our little vod camera, and we sat on the plane, and we both looked at each other like. Jesus Christ, it's becoming a little bit real. And then we got to this, um, we got we got to this 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 warehouse factory thing, and we're like, I wonder how big it's going to be. And we rock up there, and it is absolutely massive. It's sort of like an aircraft hangar, like huge. Sure. And we're like, okay, so this is quite a big deal. I wonder how many, um, uh, like, I wonder how many books they're printing and stuff. We rolled in there, and like, I think both of our faces dropped when you sort of walk up the stairs and walk out into this corridor, and you look down on this massive operation where you've just got like. Um, like little kind of diggers driving around and like conveyor belts <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Robots. And like robots, robots. Yeah, robots. Yeah. And then, and then, and then look, look, look down, it's like, look, look, there's the black and orange cover. And we're like, oh my dizzy days, that is actually our book. And what's more, it's not one of our books, there's like 50,000 of them there. We were like, mate, this is <laughs> mental. So we walked down the stairs uh, with our, like, uh, with our um, earphones on and stuff because it's like really hit, um, really loud. And we grabbed the copy of the book and we just sort of stood there and I was like, just, just this grin just passed across my face. And I was like, oh my goodness me, this is like the, this is something that we thought would, would never happen. It's just happened and yeah, it was amazing. When did, <laughs> when did you realise, well, so obviously you're, you're two friends, you start putting the videos out, mm. but when do you realise, oh, hang on a minute, this is, this is actually going over really well? Because I mean... Sometimes I'm, I imagine it must be a bit like, not for you guys, thankfully, but some people must put these things out. You know when Wile E. Coyote in the Roadrunner cartoons would put his fingers in his ears waiting for the explosion and then nothing happens. Yeah, but with yeah. you guys, it's kaboom. So what, what's that like? I suppose, I don't think there's any one moment. I, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, we obviously saw the first handful of videos go hyper-viral yeah. and we were on a, a growth spurt then. Mm. 
when we built and built and built and made videos every single day. But I think from the first big moments of success or you know confirmation being about videos and the size of those videos and the views they got at the beginning, we then moved into the territory where we had a cookbook deal then we wrote the cookbook, then the book came out, then the second book, we got another deal for mm. that one, then that book came out, then we got our first member of staff, then we got our second member of staff, then we moved to a different office, mm. and, and, and then we did live TV in America, then we did live TV here, then we cooked for Boyzone, Gary <laughs> Barlow, and, and I feel like it's just an ongoing stream of moments to the point where we don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. But the thing that, and I, I, to hark back to it, the thing that's really inspiring, I think is, it's just again, coming back to that privilege mm. and feeling like we'll do whatever needs to happen because we're here for a purpose. We're here to build something that we really believe in. Yeah. And we're ultimately, you know, sometimes optimistic and sometimes quite scared mm. about the planet and where we're headed. And we want to make more people eat more plants as quickly as we can yeah. so that we can try and lessen the damage we're doing to yeah. the planet. I think, um, it, talking of like moments um, that like it, make, make you smile and make you think, yeah. whoa, I think it was Christmas, um, 20, 2016 or, or 2017 Christmas. One of those two Christmases. Um, because we we did a recipe, made a recipe video for this thing called the Mushroom Wellington. Yeah. And we put it out as a recipe, um, like a series of recipes for Christmas. Because we know damn well that like Christmas is basically the single most important meal of the year. You share it with your family. And if um, and if you're like one person who's probably a little bit younger, who's thinking, oh, you know, um, I'm going, I'm going to try this vegan thing. And you want to sort of impress your family with, uh, with, with like a nice meal that everyone can get down with. Um, we kind of put this uh, recipe out there, thinking it might might do quite well. And on Christmas Day, we're sat there on the on the phone, uh, and it was just like, bzz, 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 bzz. and you're just getting these stream of photographs coming through from really pleased people who had made this mushroom Wellington for their most important meal of their whole year, uh, with with feedback saying. Thank you so much for my dad, who's like 50 years old, has just tucked into it and he said it was nice than the turkey. And I think like that was one of a really incredibly pleasing moment, just seeing like the fruits of our labour out in the wild. Now, as, as two Yorkshiremen, how, how's it gone down in Yorkshire? So I'm, I'm from Yorkshire, the, the lazy, lazy stereotype that we would be having gravy yeah, and yeah. You know, meat with everything. Uh, what's the reaction been like there? It's relatively positive. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you know, the Sheffield boys come home. We actually did a talk to hundreds of people in Sheffield last week. To, and we've got our book advert, which says, Lose Your Veganity. <laughs> is on bu- double-decker buses in yeah. Sheffield. Who came up with that? Um, uh, definitely the publisher. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, which is well. great, but I think we're going to use it. So, so I feel like it's a pretty warm reception. You know, it's... We've been on the cover of the Yorkshire Post, we've been in the Star, we've been in the Telegraph. It's really, I, I guess it's two lads done done good and they're pleased about that. The other thing is that we get told quite regularly, particularly in Sheffield, that there's loads of vegan food there now. Yeah. Kellam Island is the new area to go to for plant-based restaurants, for vegan restaurants. And although many other cities say the same thing to us, apparently Sheffield is the capital of veganism in the UK. Stop it. We've heard the same thing about Leicester, Bristol and Brighton. So, who knows? Maybe every city in the UK is the capital city. Calling the judges, there's a tie. (laughs) Who knows? Because the thing is, if you don't go to 
I've sound like I'm from the Yorkshire Tourist Board now. If you don't go to Yorkshire, you would you would probably, or you might have an assumption. But of course, I'm from Leeds. It's like one of the most beautiful cities in the country, Leeds isn't it? Great. Yeah, it's class. It's really nice. Good nights out in Leeds. Wicked. Yeah. Call been, Lane. Been to Leeds a lot. Call Lane, sweet Jesus. Um, <laughs> so a lot of um, a lot. Of, I'm allowed to use the word term. Use the term influencer. A lot of influencers will have huge followings. It doesn't necessarily translate to book sales because people. Mm like to maybe watch the videos or you know go on Instagram what have you mm-hmm. however yours didn't just translate to book sales it it translated and, and then some what, what I mean I'm, again I'm um, ego massaging yeah, what is yeah. it about you boys do you think that's oh that's a good question that is a, <laughs> I think that's a great we've never been asked that yeah it's a really good insightful question you know I mean, what I mean though don't you hmm, I'd, completely I'd go uh, okay so when we first set up our Facebook channel no one knew who set it up it was just all about the food it was just top down videos with hands we only revealed our faces uh, after a million likes on Facebook so I think like for us it's always been about the food like for instance our first book we were like yeah we don't want to be on the front cover uh, we want it just, all to be about, about the food food. Yeah. food 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 and when we were writing the book um, we've kind of had this plant-based food for everyone mantra and we were looking to write a, um, a, like a Bible um, and, and we wanted to carry that through for book number two as well. So I think the reason why um, we've it translated into the real world better than maybe some other influencers would have is because it's not about us. It's about putting more plants on more plates. And even, that's completely true, and even at the moment, like, I mean, it, it makes sense that we're on the cover of this one, although it's yeah. a small picture. But I have felt a little bit as we've been hyping it that because you've got to push the book hard. Yeah. Of course, I've felt a little bit like we're yeah. doing too much of this because it needs to not be about us. Yeah. And I think trying to make it about the reader is something that's really important. Mm-hmm. Where people will tend to be talking about themselves all the time. It wants to be about the food and the person that's going to enjoy that food. Yeah. But that's not for us like wanting to put um, to speak bad of other influencers. No, no, no. There's a lot of influencers yeah. who are using themselves, like and photographs of themselves, to be, you know portray a really healthy lifestyle, be it like health and fitness, or eating the right diet, or um, you know uh, wearing sustainable fashion and stuff. And and you know kudos to them, fair play to them. It's really really cool. But I think the reason why we've done something different is because it's not about us. You know? Yeah, and and you even at the beginning of it, the book, right? It says this book is dedicated to you. Yeah. Thanks for picking it up. We hope you love it. Yeah. And then at the back, in the thanks, I think we have our gratitude section where we say tar duckies. Tar duckies. And the first gratitude <laughs> is... You can take the boys out of Sheffield. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first, uh, first bit of the gratitude is you for holding this book in your hands. We're grateful to be a part of your life, even if only for a moment. And I think that approach has helped us to write a book that people love. Yeah. Us not... Plastering our pictures on the cover have made it about the food, which works for people. And also, the videos we make, because they're also very engaging and not about us, tend to do well. But it's made us known for food, and that's translated into book sales as well. In an age of me, 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 and me, myself, and I, etc., whose idea was it to just have it as the food in the hands? Because that's a, that's a big call, isn't it? Mm. I think it was just... I mean, it, it wasn't that it was either of our ideas. It was that it was never our ideas for us to be involved in that way at all. It no. was, we were more... It just lo- goes against like, everything <laughs> that... You know, you know, yeah. You know, we were looking at BuzzFeed's Tasty. Yeah. And we were looking at Twisted. And we were looking at, you know, places that do food with just a brand name and dishes. Yeah. That was where we started. So I think it was never, ever going to be about us. Exactly. But it just became really clear that once we'd hit a million likes on mm. Facebook... And we 
were on the cusp of getting this book deal that the book would do so much better and the channel would do so much better if we could then let people know who was behind the camera. So uh, I know that a lot of our listeners and a lot of our readers are vegan or probably dabble part-time vegan. Um, from the new book, if we imagine it's, say, uh, Friday night, mm-hmm. is there anything that you would pick out oh, for a listener night. to... It's a, it's a Friday night... Friday night tea. Friday night tea. Right. Friday got, night supper. They've yeah. got a boss. Supper. <laughs> right. Well, um, the, thing with, the thing with supper is... If us three, if I invited you around for supper in Leeds, you'd expect uh, jam on toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A bowl of frosties at about 11pm at night. But if my wife from Hampshire invited you around for supper, three-course meal. But it's true. I mean, yeah. proper north-south thing. But dinner I mean, can be lunch. Absolutely. Or dinner or tea, <laughs> yeah. which is dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Before long, Although, before time like doesn't it, exist like, anymore, <laughs> and you're just going around in circles, <laughs> eating meals constantly. <laughs> okay, um, I've got a, a good answer. I mean, like, Henry will, might disagree, but... Okay, so it's Friday night, right? Friday night. So, it's, so you've had a hard week at work, and you're like, right, then I need something... Netflix is lined nice. up. That's it. Yeah. So it's got... I think curry's a good, yeah. good shout. Oh, no, I'm down with the curry, man. Right? And in this book, like, we both sort of... We, we both named a dish after ourselves. Henry got the Henry's biryani... Henry's, Henry's biryani <laughs> with coriander chutney. Yeah. And I had Ian's delightful dal. Now, Let, you, let's talk about these. Yeah. Do you want to chat about yeah, those? Yeah, so I talk about the biryani and then you can talk about the um, dal. delightful dal. So the biryani, right, so we've used jackfruit. Jackfruit, when we did our first book, wasn't readily available, so we didn't use it. What, by the way, what a great time for jackfruit. Yeah, jackfruit's oh, loving life right now. If I could have bought shares in a... Yeah, yeah. Or bought a farm in, like... <laughs> Yeah, somewhere. Banana blossom will be the next thing. Honestly? Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm having that. Great tip. So, um, jackfruit is kicking off now, which meant that we could put it in book two. So, we've, and actually, jackfruit would be quite a traditional thing to put in an Indian curry because it is, you know, it grows in India. So, we made a traditional biryani with jackfruit where you flavour the jackfruit. You've got yogurt in there, dairy free yogurt, of course. You've got coriander, cumin, turmeric. And all of that good stuff, but it's layered between this gorgeous rice, packed with flavour, and then we create this coriander chutney. Me and Ian had a discussion about whether it was a chutney or a or a sauce writer or a writer or whatever. Before. But apparently, chutney, you know, yeah. it, it just means sauce. Mm. So we've got a coriander chutney, which is incredible. Yeah. This biryani is legendary. That would work great on a Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. And also because obviously biryani is a rice-based dish, it like anglicisation. Yeah, anglicisation would say you need a little bit of something in there to to loosen it up a little bit, a little bit of liquid. So the Ian's delightful dal is really really good because dal, if you, it's easy to make, really easy to make, yep. but it's also really easy to get wrong. So we laboured over this. Um, over this recipe, and I think eventually we kind of just nailed the spice pro, like the, the flavor profile perfectly. The spice mix is nice. We introduced fenugreek into there, which is sort of like a magic ingredient, which can definitely do um, things that I think curry houses do up and down the country. So if yeah, Ian's delightful dal coupled with Henry's banging biryani, and you have a Friday night feast to remember. But since we're in it's a great world Friday. of curries, yeah. I mean, there, you've, got, you've got one right there. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is, is the good. curry house jalfrezi. Yeah. And there is another one. In it's nicely it. shot as well, it's isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're um, looking to work with Ballast. Sorry. Yeah, we had such a great team to work with. This Jalfrezi and also the uh, sweet t- uh, potato tikka masala. Mm. Jalfrezi is the Britain's number one dish. And the tikka masala used to be Britain's number one dish. So this whole book is based around the concept of your favourites, all plants. So we had to get those two dishes in there. Yeah. The way that we do these two curries is 
more akin to how a British curry house would make curry. You know when you go for a curry and it's rich and it's thick and it's got that incredible gravy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, often that's done with a blended up onion stock essentially like a a curry mix which you can batch and freeze so you've basically got like instant curry thickener juice and then you to make this gel crazy once you've got that onion stock which you can batch in advance all you need to do fry a few veg some peppers some aubergines a few onions chuck in a quick mix of spices and then pour in this stock and you've got a curry in like 10 minutes it's how they do it in a curry house nice and it's how you make a really thick British-style curry. So that is what we put into this book. Delicious. May I ask for one more? Yes. The gills, we do meat-free Monday. Right. What should, what should, I want to impress my wife next Monday. Anything to recommend there for, for a Monday evening? Uh, how much time have you got on Monday evening? I'll give myself half an hour. Half an hour. Right. Oh. Uh, I mean, do you know what? We, we Kids are in it. bed. We, yeah. Oh, that that sandwich is good. The uh, jackfruit sandwich is pretty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that, that, that doesn't take. No, it's not for a Monday night, though, is it? No. How about well, past the spaghetti night on a Monday, right? So we've got this good. thing called the super speedy spaghetti, yep. which will literally take you fifteen minutes. Um, it's one pot, so it's minimal washing up. That it feeds four people easily. You can like make, you can jazz it up in whichever way you wish. You can get olives in there, capers in there, like whatever you want. But that technique for sort of cooking everything in one pot is really, really good and. I've made it a couple of times since the book's been out. Yeah. <laughs> I would recommend the Piri Piri Chorizo Bake. Which is also banging. Firstly, because it looks incredible. We like to talk about eating the rainbow as being a really healthy guide for getting all the nutrients you need. If my daughter's listening, that doesn't apply to Skittles. Okay, no, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. mean Skittles. <laughs> yeah. But it does mean this picture of the Piri Piri Chorizo Bake. And what we've done here is we've... We've essentially got a load of chopped veg that we're going to roast. We create this gorgeous piri-piri sauce in a blender. doesn't take that long. And we take any veggie sausage and turn it into a chorizo by popping it in a pan and frying it with some red wine, with some maple syrup and a little bit of fennel. Yeah, yeah. And that is going to give the flavours that go into a chorizo to any veggie sausage. 
That is delicious, and you can do that in half an hour. What? Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I was just sort of like nodding, thinking, Christ, I wish we had a big portion of that <laughs> right now. <laughs> when did you realise you were good at cooking? Um, I always liked cooking. Like, my mum taught me how to cook uh, the veggie lasagna back in the day. That's why we make so many lasagnas. And I remember learning how to cook curries from uh, the man that is Jamie Oliver when I was like, you know, 16, 17. Always liked cooking, always liked cookbooks. I guess the first time we realised we were good was when the first videos went viral. Yeah. <laughs> and we realised yeah. we had a thing. I mean, talking about feedback. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite... It's, yeah, it, yeah, it was really, really good feedback. It's such, such a nice... Like, warming feeling to sort of have all these, like, kind of people saying, oh, you're, you're so good at cooking. It's, like, really cool. We're a lot better now than we were then. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> We've had some blunders back in the yeah, day. Yeah, we have had a few blunders. Have you met any heroes through all this? I know you mentioned Barlow, Boyzone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would consider absolutely a hero of ours, Kip Anderson, the sure. guy that I mentioned earlier yeah, on, yeah. like, the director and, like, brains behind one of the most powerful documentaries ever made. Meeting him was a special moment. Really Sure, big and given the impact that's had on your... Mate, honestly, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we're big fans of Anna Jones, oh, and mate. we've got to hang out with her and make a few videos with her. I suppose the only other person who I quite admire... I mean, not the only, there's loads, what am I talking about? But a notable one that comes to mind is Michael Mosley. Oh, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. We met him briefly at the BBC... Food farming. and Farming yeah, Awards, yeah. Uh, like the first year, and said a quick hello to him. But I remember watching his videos around fasting and like live fast and eat longer or whatever. And should you eat meat? Watching those videos and really being fascinated by them. I think he's done fascinated by them. Fascinating, yeah. <laughs> nice. He's done great things uh, in the health diet space, and uh, yeah, we're big fans of his. How, now, watching you two, you clearly. Your clearly best is you've finished each of the sentences. You know, no, you know when to come in. You, I mean, it's like it's like watching Toshak and Keegan. The dovetailing, it's beautiful. How do you, how do you keep the friendship friendly? How do you keep the friendship healthy? Ironically, that's the the most quiet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, it's. I don't, I don't know. It's just like it's just we've lived to each, with each other for such a long time, and we're very much. Do you know, like, when a band are on, on tour and, like... You, you, That's really like, nice, because a lot of these bands end up chinning each other. Yeah, but a lot of them, like, also end up, like, sort of staying, like, as part of their lives. For, it can like, go one, one of two ways, can't it? We watched it? that yeah. Coldplay documentary, yeah. didn't we? And they're just all mates. Yeah, just... See, that, if you've yeah. not seen that, that is remarkable. Yeah, Because they're just... Yeah, that's a great example, yeah. actually. Because bands, it probably goes one of two ways. You either never want to see that person ever again, yeah. Yeah. or you're soulmates for the rest of your lives. Yeah, and also, like, your mission, like Coldplay is a great example, like we said. It's uh, mission-driven by, like, making bloody fantastic music for everybody. And um, and if, if, if there's occasional kind of creative difference, you realise that what you've built is bigger than your own opinion, so therefore you need to kind of, like, find some common ground to, to, for, for the benefit of what you've built. And I think it's it's just lots obviously lots small scale. I'm not saying we're like Coldplay, but um, but no, I mean a billion is that, hits is yeah it's pretty like Coldplay esque, isn't it? What we're saying is that like I don't know with Bosch is is, is kind of it, it, it's the main focus. Like the mission behind Bosch is the main focus, and I think like we are definitely now like in the place where we're going to be doing this for as long as we possibly can, and um, having as much influence as humanly possible on this thing that we care so much about so. And, and I guess some of the some of the input and the, the ways that you manage that on a daily basis are just patience yep. respect and 
transparency. Yeah. So talk, if there are issues, you just talk through them. Absolutely. And the patience lets you uh, accept things that you might not, that you might want to change about, or that you might want to, you might be annoyed about something, but you just take it on board. Mm. And but you're honest about the fact that that happened. And the respect is like, well, yeah. we're both different individuals, so we have to get through those differences and respect the differences to drive towards the greater good. And also, it's it, uh, you know, it's good to have, like, for instance, um, Henry's fiance. I got along with her really well as well. She lives with us, which is great. And then we were living with one of our best mates, Alex, who was a nice sort of energy having, like, energy to have in the place. But he's now moved in with his girlfriend. And now I've got Anna, who's lived with us, and she's a fantastic energy as well. So it's it's good to sort of, you know, just kind of have the right balance it all yeah, out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because it is a bit of a. Right, balance, eh? Yeah, balance. Uh, if you said that, I could imagine my editor doing a cartwheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we balance it all out by living together in this. Yeah. It, it, it's not like a commune. No. But maybe it's kind of like a influencer house. Creative M- MJ does content as well. She's got a vegan makeup channel. And Anna, who's our new housemate, is she works for a, food, a vegan food company called All Plants. So we're all driven. We're all driving towards the same goal, ultimately. And that helps. Yeah. Just to wrap, may I, may I ask, did you always, um, we mentioned the Coldplay documentary there, there's a, an amazing bit in the documentary where Chris Martin, before he's famous, says something like, is it something like in two years we'll be headlining? Yeah, Glastonbury. you noticed that as well. Yeah. He talks his way into success. It's unbelievable. Throughout the whole of that documentary, he's just like, this is going to happen and it's going to happen now and it's, this is going this is why it's going to happen. And it just sort of just, obviously, like, he writes it down. He's like got this list of things they're going to achieve <laughs> and then it just like starts smashing them out. It's really powerful, isn't it? Putting things on paper. And, and not once did I ever think how arrogant he says it in the most matter yeah. of fact in the way that we might talk going yeah. to Aldi to get he says it in the most matter of fact way that's it can you can you relate to any of that was there always a, an inherent belief that this would all I think I think that is how we operate yeah and it's a combination of positive affirmations and visualisation and planning mm. so two years ago we wrote a document uh, a manifesto we called yeah, it yeah. where we said task number one make biggest plant-based media channel. Task number two, best-selling cookbook. Task number three, primetime TV show. They, they were the three things. And right now we're at two out of three. Mm-hmm. So, so absolutely that's how we operate. And I think there's a quote that says, goals are just dreams with a deadline. And that's how I we like, like to operate. Whose quote is that? I can't remember. Yeah, but but it, yeah. we'll find it on Google. <laughs> um, it is someone who's alive today. I think it's yeah. a... a uh, self-help guru yeah but so 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 we we firmly believe that success or achieving your goal involves deciding what it is writing it down and then focusing on it and saying no to other stuff mm. so we practice out on a regular basis and we say to a no to a lot more stuff than we say yes to yeah tony is it tony robbins he says it in one of his speeches i think unless he's yeah. quoting someone yeah. else could well be him. i think he might be quoting someone else yeah everyone says it I'll be, it saying it. I'll be saying it from now on. Yeah. Um, oh, number three, is that on the cards then? Um, we are, we've been talking to a few channels and we've been tossing around ideas. We haven't find the, found the right one yet. No. But And we do kind of already have our own TV channel. I was about to say, also, I, I sound like, I'm trying to sound like you're, I'm auditioning to be your manager here. You're in a situation where you should only be saying yes to the thing that's right for you. You're exactly. Not, it's not like you're desperate for the... Yeah. Uh, for the viewership or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So you're in the box seat, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
and, and I, I think we need to make sure it's the right decision yeah. because um, because it ultimately mm. it would be there aren't that many vegan TV shows there mm. won't be that many vegan TV opportunities in the near term future so if we were to be honoured honoured to get that opportunity it would need to be right yeah right is certainly key I mean like you would you would you would want to go into it thinking right then we want to do something that David Attenborough would watch and go yeah. that's cool <laughs> yeah. not like some you know like mid-morning not not the best sort of show like you want to go well, I mean it could be mid-morning yeah it could be good <laughs> I, mean, I know, like, I know exactly what I know exactly it what wants you to be like you want to be powerful absolute, like completely uh, like overwhelmingly proud by it not thinking oh that's a bit like nasty a bit cringy do you know I mean? yeah you don't exactly. want to cringe and watch no. it no you want to be like Boom, proud. Do I hear Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be that would be awesome. That show, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat with Wicked. Samin Nosrat. That's Jesus. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, like something that's really high caliber. Yeah. Boys, I can't thank you enough. That was an absolute blast. Thanks very much. It's been thank a you pleasure. Thank you. Much. Cheers, lads. Thanks a lot. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thank you. The Bosch Boys, likable dudes. So two books are out. The first book was an absolute mega smash, and the new book is also going down a storm. The new book is called Bish Bash Bosh. And so the idea is that these are all your favorite dishes, but created with a with a vegan twist. That's such a good idea, isn't it? Um, and the first book is simply called Bosh. So if, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, their first album was very much the, the 10. Went out, blew the world away. And in my opinion, Versus is a, a superior album to 10. And I actually think Bish Bash Bosh is more my bag because if 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 I was going to become a vegan and I, I, I'm going to level with you, it, I mean to quote Justin Bieber, the, the wise prophet, never say never. I just I just I just can't see it. But if I was to get hooked in, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being totally honest. If I was going to get hooked in, it would be the angle of Bish Bash Bosh, where you are making my favourite meals, but vegan. I tell you what, that was a that was a really good plug, wasn't it? Because it felt like you was you were feeling it. It came from my soul. It felt organic, and you can pay for these sales. Oh, I mean, even even the segue into the plug, you're feeling it. Uh, sales at balance.media. If you just want to drop me a line, just you know, cheer me up, humour me. Uh, podcast at balance.media. Uh, some of you have emailed in with with uh, guest suggestions, and we are we are on it. The, the wheels are in motion. Uh, so yeah, if, you, if you've got a request, I mean, you know, keep it realistic. Um, podcast at balance.media. I mean, you know what? Forget realism. Pitch whoever you like. Pitch whoever you like. We're, we're balanced. We've had Chris Hemsworth, Kira Knightley, and, you know, arguably the greatest movie star of all time, Denzel Washington, have all graced our pages. Guys, let's let's aim high. Reach for the stars. It's a quite another wise prophet, S Club 7. Um, sounds like I've... I've Absolutely gone bananas. Uh, anyway, have a lovely week. Thanks to the Bosch boys. Lovely, lovely lads. Uh, and a pleasure as always. I've been James Gill. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 